Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. Kaylin Patterson, Midwest Muscle P for P Real Talk in the house, and this program is sponsored by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship foundation in all of the world. And if you, yes, you, are looking for a solid foundation to stand on in a bay of coat, to drive your goals like what does I? Like what? Like what? Like a man struck through ice cream! Rabbit! Rabbit through! <laughs> <laughs> Check us out at bubble.com. And now let's chit-chat with the bathroom. There's a Roy. How you doing? There's a Roy. I'm good. I am good. I am ready to have a knockout show. We said we were going to do some stuff, and now we're going to talk about the stuff that we said we were going to do. And that's exciting. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. And we have one of the best best guest that could possibly walk with us and lead us through it. And I'm talking about the extraordinary gentleman, Keith Hunter. This man has just been a foundational institution upon himself. Very good at uh, basically breaking things down so people can understand it and also apply it to their daily lives, whether it be, you know, gym routines, whether it be posing, whatever, whatever. He covers the gamut and he does it so well. Keith. Please introduce yourself and let's get this show started. Uh, I'm Keith Hunter, and I am an IPE pro bodybuilder. I'm also a certified personal trainer, certified uh, sports nutritionist. I am a first-form sponsored athlete. I am also an IPE and NAMBF promoter. I promote the St. Louis Natural Bodybuilding Classic and the Pro Masters Cup, which is scheduled to take place August 1st in St. Louis. And then I also promote the USA and the Masters World Championships, which is held and scheduled for October the 10th in Memphis, Tennessee. So uh, I'm the owner of Hunter Bodies Personal Training Services. Um, I'm on the executive board of the NAMBF and IPE. I'm also the Tennessee State Chairman, and I'm also a certified uh, judge as well. So, you know, I just, I've been in the game for over 35 years, so I've seen wow. it all. <laughs> so that's just, Very that's just a little good. background. Yeah, that's my background. And an extensive background it is, and it and it makes you absolutely perfect for the topic that we're going to be talking about tonight. So, guys, a show or two ago, actually the past couple of shows, um, Kaylin and I have had some very lovely guests on the show talking about the what's next. What's going to happen next? What could happen next? How is it going to happen next as far as um, – competitions in the natural bodybuilding world. And so 
Keith as a competitor, as a promoter, as an as someone who has a seat at uh, an organizational board, you've kind of got your fingers in all of the puddings that that feed into mm, this okay. equation. And so your perspective is yeah. going to be fantastic. And so on on one of our earlier shows, Kaylin and I had said because you know we were talking about all the theoreticals of what could happen, what needs to happen, how can it happen. And, you know, for our part, we said, well, we know a lot of people, um, a lot of influential people in the natty world like Keith on the show tonight. And we are going to reach out and talk to them, the organization heads, as many as we can get a hold of and ask them, you know, what parameters or protocols are they putting in place going forward for competitions or is this something that is being determined on a case-by-case basis promoter level and so we do have some responses from different organizations not all that we reached out to but some and uh, and then we also have Keith Hunter here tonight to help us with his perspective since he is an athlete he's a coach he's a promoter and he's on the board of the IPE so he's he's an all-in-one guest for tonight so so i you know keith let's start i've got about four organizations here and i want to be able to share with you guys what they shared with us but i'm also going to start here with uh you know since you are an ipe pro and ipe is a pro arm of the nambf and uh, Mm -hmm. ryan Irwin, great guy president of the nambf here is what ryan shared with us um and brief notes here Um, He said, uh, we do have new protocol that we will be putting in place as a federation so that promoters can hold contests in a safe manner per local mandates. Keyword is local as each area can be different based on guidelines so that our sport can continue to move forward. Thanks for reaching out. Happy to talk more. I have not had a chance to follow up with Ryan based on what he shared, but he may be a great candidate in the future after this show to get more specific with regard to the NAMBF. But the takeaway I get here is that they are being thoughtful about this. They do have some sort of plans in place. How they're rolling that out to the promoters, I don't know. But clearly when you have promoters across several different states, that protocol will have to vary because each state's um, mandates are going to vary. So this this is a huge undertaking. So I want you guys all to understand that. It's not like you can just roll out one blanket set of rules like we did in the past and just think that it can be followed because in this instance, especially with the COVID-19, every state is functioning a little bit differently. They have different requirements. They're opening up differently. They close down differently. Um, even though they're doing similar things, they're not all quite the same. So with that being said, Keith, what is it that you've learned, are seeing, or will be doing differently when it comes to hosting competitions or have heard from the heads of the NAMBF IPE on how competitions can be, should be hosted moving forward in the aftermath of COVID-19? Well, first of all, being a part of the executive board, it's a four-member board. We also have some other people that we taste, uh, reach out to and talk to. Where we meet basically weekly over uh, Zoom, a phone call, 
so we meet weekly, and we've been discussing this and following the protocols. As you know, it, it, you really laid it out as maybe as best you could possibly lay it out. Not only are there certain state mandates, there's also local mandates. If, take, for instance, the, the easiest one for me to speak about is the state of Missouri, where my show is scheduled to be get, to, to go, take place on August 1st. As if you know, Governor Parsons uh, opened up our state for all businesses as of yesterday, as of Monday. And so everyone can open up with minimum. Now, with minimums in certain businesses, all those businesses are different from restaurants to gyms. You know, basically, gyms are are allowed to operate at 25% uh, capacity. So that's the way that's given. But with that in mind now, I'm in St. Louis. So St. Louis City and St. Louis County is still overhauled by the mayor and the county executive. And we won't be opening up local gyms in St. Louis City and St. Louis County until the 18th. Now, you know, so that's already been a controversy because there's Jim saying, you know, right in St. Charles County, which is basically from where I live, you can get there in 15 minutes. Those gyms have been allowed to open up. But in, when you drive over that line from St. Charles County to St. Louis County, you are not allowed to open up your gyms until the 18th. So there's a lot of things in there, but with opening up the state, it's also open up to all social gatherings without limits as long as you follow the six-foot rule. So what that may say, as far as my understanding of the mandate is, in the state of Missouri, you can have audiences. They must be six-foot apart in their seating arrangement. Now, one of the things that you know the NAMBF and the IPE went to a few years ago, we went through pretty much every one of our shows two to three years ago, was the running format. And as of now, that's a huge benefit because people come and go, so we don't have the large crowds in prejudging the night show that we used to have at a show. So that really allows us to put, it allows us to make it a, significantly easier to follow those mandates and follow the protocol with without, you know, violating any of those rules. So there again, as you laid out, everything that, you know, Kansas City uh, State, Kansas City uh, ordinances are different than St. Louis, you know, so any, even though the, the, even though the governor laid out these mandates, and opening procedures, he allowed local jurisdiction to overrule that if they feel feel that it needs to be. And basically, as we know, not getting political, not trying to be controversial at all, it's based on scientific data and testing. That's basically on cases, hospitalization, you know, which was laid down by the, the, our national government that it was supposed to be a 14-day drop in in, mm-hmm. in, in uh, new cases. So, with all that said, 
you know, we're basically as organization just following the mandate state by state, jurisdiction by jurisdiction, and trying to move forward and trying to be as safe as possible in every single matter that we can and still allow the athletes to be able to compete, to be able to compete on a level playing field, you know, and also to be able to have their friends and family share this experience with them. Now, we also are in the process of looking at uh, live streaming some of the shows and some of the areas where there's an area, you know, in Minnesota, the show's coming up. They're not allowed to have audiences at all. So we're going to live stream, you know, we're going to live stream that show. But but that's up to each promoter, you know, and then we look at it as a board and we try to do everything that we can do to uh, make it, a successful event for the athletes and the promoter. You know, Kay, and I've talked about this over and over. I think athletes, some people that don't know who haven't been around the game for a, a while, they believe that promoters are making these enormous amounts of money. And it's such a <laughs> misconception, you know. And, and um you know, I as an athlete, I remember before I was ever a promoter, I never really thought about the money part of the prom- promoter. I never had an issue with a promoter making whatever money they make or whatever. I never even thought about that part of it. I just wanted the promoters to run a good show. But once I became mm-hmm. a promoter myself, I really had a completely different perspective on what it no takes doubt. to put on an event. I mean, you know, when you're looking at venues, hotels, bringing in judges, dealing with the tanning situation. Venue cancellations. Cancellations. All these things become even more magnified with dealing with the COVID-19 situation. So, you know, I just think that, you know, it makes all of that, you know, people, now you look at at pros, and my show, they're going to have to deal with traveling and the new travel requirements, you know. Now mm-hmm. some people, you know, are forced to wear a mask. So there's a lot of mechanisms going on in this. It's a fluid it's a fluid thing that's changing all the time. And we don't even know with the openings of the states that are happening now, Caden, you know, whether they'll be closed down again. Because, you know, people people don't believe that that's possible. But as we have heard from Senate, from governors and from people who are running these things, that if, if it's too much of a spike, we could have a second shutdown. That is a possibility. I have no clue, no idea what whether that will happen or not. But I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a, 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 a medical expert. And obviously, I'm not making any of these decisions. So all Mm -hmm. I can do is listen. All we can do as an organization is listening to what's going on state to state, try to support our promoters in everything that we do and everything that we do within the organization we're trying to do for the athletes, you know. So we're we're trying to make this process, you know, when you have people that are training seven days a week in their houses, they're doing cardio in every way they can, doing everything, trying to stay on track. We have to do everything that we can do as promoters and in the organization to make sure that we try to give them the best experience possible. 
Well, now this, I mean, this this is unprecedented simply because yeah. you, it's already a juggling act to do mm-hmm. a promotion, to do a show, and now you're you're having to deal with a fluid atmosphere where everything yeah. can change at the hat. I mean, drop of a hat. As yeah, a promoter, that's exactly. got to be more than stressful. How do you maintain the athlete athlete sanity as you're dealing with this? Yeah. It, it's very stressful. You know, I I constantly, you know, you have to understand. I'm all I I'm also a coach, so I yes. have several clients of mine that are prepping for shows. You know, so it uh you know we had some that were prepping from earlier shows that have been canceled so we have to reset their prep right so, so like i said it's it's a very difficult and that was a headache in itself yes it was it's a very difficult season we're trying to do everything that we can do and you know i i don't know if you i think everyone has seen the announcement from the ipe that there will be no qualification for the worlds this year you know, they're mm-hmm. all athletes, all pro athletes, you know, uh, will be able to enter the world. So that's, you know, we're, we're, we're just trying to do everything that we can do as an organization to, to, to make this the most successful year that we can for the athletes to give them as many with what opportunities. With what you have to offer, yeah, with what you have. With what we have to offer. I, I, it, it's a, it's a, this is going to be interesting year. I'm telling you that right now. It's yeah. going to be really, really interesting and I'm I'm really thankful that you guys have been in the game long enough because the IPE covers a great section of the Midwest uh, from top to bottom. Yes, yes. So you know there's and, there's you know, plenty of athletes they, that had you guys lined up. Yeah, we, we you know I received those emails and calls and and messages, instant direct messages on Instagram from athletes all over the Midwest. Like he, I got your show on, you know, and all I can keep telling them and reassuring them is as of today. As of now, August first, when I'm talking to, when I'm looking at the mandates, and when I'm looking at our venue, talking to the people that are running our venue, we're on board. We're on target. That's all I can do as a promoter. There's nothing else I can do. To, everything else is out of my control. You know, so that's that's just, you know we you know we're we're having to make some special. Issues as far as you know, people allowed in the pump up room to keep safe distances. You know, we have to do the same thing in the holding area. The tanning people have to make certain, uh, you know, different allocations in order to do those things. So there's a lot going on, and um, you know, like I said, there's always a lot going on to running a successful uh, fluid show to begin with. But when you add this on top of it. It's just an extra thing. I, you know, luckily for me, the other thing too is, which we haven't even talked about, are sponsors. You know, yeah, it, it's tough. It's tough to go out and talk to a sponsor. You know, asking for I don't care what you're asking for. If you're asking for a hundred dollars, ten dollars, up to ten thousand dollars, to tell them, I look, I need you to write me this check, which businesses are already <laughs> dealing with. You know, dealing with their own. Issues as far as opening, running businesses as is, and then you're looking at sponsors. And you them to give, yeah, so and you, without sponsorship, Kevin, it's impossible mm-hmm. to put on uh, the show that you would want to. You have to pay for awards, you have to pay for the theater, you got to pay for prize money. So 
you know, these are all issues that, you know, of course, at shows that are amateur only are not dealing with as much, but they're still dealing with, with it, you know, venues, they're dealing with hotel issues, they're dealing with, there's a lot to take up. You have to buy awards, you know, there's a lot, you have to pay for judges to come in. So there's a lot of cost involved there, and that's why I'm saying this is even a more difficult situation is because you're still asking your sponsors, hey, can you give me that support that you've always given me? I'm very blessed and thankful in my situation that my name sponsor, my major sponsor, First Form Supplement Superstore, Andy and South Facility have given me the full support. So, I, you know, so, so I'm thankful. Yeah, I'm thankful for them not only supporting me but supporting the sport because that's a big deal, Caleb. You know, it's easy for them to say, well, Keith, I'm not going to do that this year because I don't know what's going to happen. But they haven't done that as well as some of my other major sponsors. They've like, well, Keith, we're supporting you. We believe in what you do. We believe in what you're, what the organization is doing. We believe in natural bodybuilding. So, you know, I'm thankful for that, but I know that all promoters aren't in the same situation that I'm in. So that's why I'm throwing this out there, because a lot of athletes, fans of the sport, they may not realize how are you going. How can a promoter put this show on when they, if they need to raise ten thousand dollars, or to put the show on? Because where you know, of course, you have entry fees, but in order for a show. To break even or to or to make any profit at all, you must have a, a certain amount of sponsors that support your organization, support your show, your event. You know, Keith, I think you really hit the nail on the head, <laughs> bringing it in, uh, bringing in the cost perspective of this. I mean, and we have a listener mm-hmm. question here, and she's actually coming, I think, a little bit from a different direction. This one is from Brenda. Mm-hmm. She said, "Cost, cost, cost." This is the most dominant question on the minds of my clients. How is this pandemic going to affect the cost of shows? And so you basically laid out for us, you know, what it takes to put on a show. But I almost feel like from the way that the question is phrased, her clients are wondering how much of that cost is going to get passed along even more so to the athletes because they're probably thinking – along the same lines of, oh, my God, are they going to be able to get sponsors? Is it going to cost yes. more for them because absolutely. of all of the extra protocol? Well, absolutely so People are not. thinking about it. Yeah, well, let me – I want to dispel that because in all days we have not raised our entry fees or the same. We're not, uh, we're not charging anybody anymore for tanning. None of those costs have gone up. They're, they're you know, crossover fees they all remain exactly the same. So there again, you know, the athlete will not absorb any of that cost at all. That's why I'm saying promoters are out here, you know, beating the pavement, doing whatever we can do in order to raise money because they will, they will not absorb any of that cost. You know, now I can't guarantee this, but I actually believe in some instances it may be less because as far as I have Seen and as far as I've heard, airline costs that people are flying are at, is actually less than it was before this. It's mm-hmm. trying to draw people to travel. I know the hotel fees have certainly not went up. In fact, some of those are the same or less expensive. So, 
you know, just and our entry fees, crossover fees, all of those are the same. They're my across the board in my and I I I guess I should speak for myself, but I can pretty much speak for most of the shows that I know within our organization. Because, but my fees for my show are exactly the same. There is no extra cost that will be passed on to the athlete at all. None. And that well, you is know, a good question. That is a, that's no, a yeah, very viable. Those, yeah. Well, the, the biggest thing is that if you don't respond, then gossip and rumors, especially yeah. during this time, are running rampant. Yeah. So I'm glad you were able to answer that. You know, truthfully yeah. and effectively, because you know it, yeah. it's just so crazy. This is a really insane time with uh, rumors, gossip, and conspiracy. So you know, if you don't answer directly, then yeah. they just run yeah. rapid with it. So and, thank you and, for. And you know, right so now we're we're, and I hate to say this, like I said again, right now Instagram, Facebook, everything is filled full of all kind of misinformation about everything all yes. over. So it's very easy for someone to get caught up into that. You know, so what I tell people to do, my recommendation would be if you're getting ready for one of my shows or any show that you have on your schedule that you are prepping for, contact that promoter directly and ask there you them go. the information about that way you can get the real information. Don't rely on information and and wordage from outsiders and other people that are on Facebook or, or social media in general, you know, that, because that's just not – you want to get the real facts. That's what's important. So I would recommend either contacting the organizational heads or contacting the promoters directly. That way you can get the real information about each event directly from the people that are running the, the events and the organization. True and, enough. Know, True enough. Getting back to cost, I just wanted to say one more thing. The other thing about that, you've got people and athletes that are out of work, that are their incomes are either cut and down to nothing or, or cut in half or cut, you know, or, or they're, they're furloughed and are unemployment. There's a lot of things going on there, so it's important. I understand that people want to get the real information about the cost and what they're dealing with as they try to prep and get ready in this difficult environment and, and situation. And like you said, this is unprecedented. So we don't know, Katie, this is new to, to the organization, just like it's new to every athlete and every promoter and every, every coach. This is a deal that we all have to work together to try to get through this, and that's that's my feeling is that we all need to we all need to come together, you know, help each other out, pass on real information, you know, and try yes. to help people get through this process. That's why I'm so Amen. thankful for you having me on today because this is important. This is important for the athletes. It's important for the from the pros to the person. Can you imagine a person prepping? For their first show going through this process, you know, right? It's a difficult, it's a difficult thing. So, you know, and for sure, and I'm so glad that you know you are making a plea and a call for everyone to work together. And I mean, and that's across organizations too, and just providing as much support as possible and best practices, things that are working, things that are not working. 
So well, I have know, a I have a Go ahead. No, oh, I was going to say I have a question. I have promoters still been able to get you updated information on their shows going forward and has the NAMBF and IPE been able to keep their websites updated in a timely fashion as well? We've been, because we've, you know we've been, We've been very we've been very good about trying to get out, you know, because there's been shows that have been postponed. There's been shows that have been moved back. Like my original date was June twentieth. It's been moved to August first. So uh, we didn't get any negative feedback because people understood jam to close things. So most of the most of the information I got and feedback I got from people was positive. But we have had shows that have been postponed. They they've just been they're not going on this year because of this. So what we try to do on the website every week when we meet as an executive board, we try to get that information out and we just we try to put it and update. We try to update the website weekly. You know, but like I was saying again there, it's a fluid situation. So it could change Very. from week to week. You know. So we're we're just trying but we are doing everything we can to keep that that keep that website keep, get out information on Instagram get inf- get real information out on on Facebook you know do all that so what I tell people look to the organizational website look to the organizational Instagram page the Facebook because that's the information that it, it did all or there again and also get the email uh, addresses. And the and the phone number, just like for me, my number, my cell number is on my website and the organizational website. So any athletes that prepare, don't ever feel like you're bothering me. You have every right to call me and ask me any question that you need because you need that information. So call yes. the promoters, talk to them, ask them what's going on. Get real time, real information because that will help your that will take worries off of your shoulders and that will make you get through this process as less as stress as stressless as possible because we're all dealing with stress at this moment. That is for real. And if you guys are interested in the NAMBF competitions, you can go to NAMBF.net and you can find that information there. Um, you can also check for um, pro shows and IPE listings as well. So mm-hmm. I'm glad Keith threw that out there because that's exactly where I was headed. So if you sh- if you are wanting to talk directly to the promoter, as Keith suggested, suggested which is a fantastic idea, you can find their shows, and, uh, and clicking through those links should be able to find access to the promoters as well. Yeah, you can you can normally find if not their direct sale numbers, you there's a contact number or email address for sure that you can contact them at. So I think that's important. Like I said, I don't I I, I can only speak from uh our organization because that's where I know what's going on. But as you know, Kaden, my son competed last year, uh originally got his card this pro card through the OCB, did the Jordan Classic, did the IPE Worlds. I have athletes who compete in every organization around. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm juggling and dealing with those as well, and that's my job. It's, it's, it's what I'm supposed to do as a coach is to get real-time information to my athletes and make sure that they're getting as much real information as 
It's possible, but there again, I know that all promoters, all uh, heads of organizations are all dealing with the same process. So, you know, I, I, you know, when I say be understanding, I'm not saying that, you know, to, uh, you know, to feel sorry for a promoter or any promoter myself or any organization, the IPE and ABF or any other organization. But if you look at this, I think anyone can understand this has never been a – this is something that's completely new for everyone in the sport. So we're all trying to navigate our way through this as best we can. Yeah, and, you know, the one thing that uh, you've definitely shared, and I hope the people are understanding, is that normal has changed. We can't go back to normal. No. And I think that's the one thing you've definitely put out there in the, in the many facets and the many areas that you've uh, been challenged to answer upon. But it's just amazing how people keep thinking that we can go back to a way of life that obviously cannot be it cannot be represent us as a nation anymore. I mean, people are, are, yeah, I, are dying. You know, and we I, have to be. Know, I talk to people, ahead. friends, friends, family members, everybody who's like, "Oh, I can't wait for things to get back to normal." No, no, no. And I, I just tell that if we ever get back to the lifestyles that we had. I know I don't perceive that being in the next two years, 18 months or two years if, at all, if, 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 if at all. So, you know, we have to be, like you said, as, 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 as citizens of this country, we have to be understanding that, you know, we, you know that there is a new normal. There's just, just a new normal, you know, I like for myself. I mean, you know, and like I said, I'm not being political at all, but I know that there's a mandate that in our in St. Louis that if you're going into a grocery store, they ask you to wear a mask. I wear a mask. So, and you know, it, 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 you know, that's just what I choose to do. Now, each person can handle it in any way they want. That's totally up to them. But, I, you know, I just believe in trying to manage this thing with a little stress and following the protocols will help de-stress situations as best you can. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but like you said, this, it, this certainly isn't going to be a normal year as far as competitions are concerned. It's just not, you know, and like you said, every, every state, every city, every municipality, has different, you know, protocols and different mandates that you have to follow. So, as they say, in Rome, do what the Romans do, you know. So, it's just the way we have to do things to move our sport forward and to be able to give people an opportunity to compete and give people a chance to show their hard work, to gain pro status, to win pro money, to go for titles. You know, we have to follow these mandates. That's all. That's that's where we're at in order to keep the sport moving forward. This is what we're faced with. Well, Keith, I think that's a great last thought to part with there. I know you have to leave early. Um, I want to yeah. thank you, though, for moving out some time in your schedule to be able to uh, join us tonight no. and share your perspective because you've hit on a lot yeah. of great points. 
I just want to say a few things in closing. You know, I, I tell people about this, and Kayla's been around me in a lot of different ways. He's interviewed me. He's been around me as a coach. He's interviewed me as an athlete, you know, everything. I like, and I really believe that everything in my life that I have now from my family, you know, to my home, to my lifestyle, to my job, has all been attributed to two things, football and bodybuilding. So, you know, in my young part of my life, sports and athletics led me in the direction of, of being a good athlete and, 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 and doing well in school. And then after playing college football and getting a degree, I never lifted a weight until I got to college. I started lifting weights for college football. I fell in love with it, and I've never gotten away from it as it's just filtered into my bodybuilding lifestyle. I just believe that the lifestyle of bodybuilding, natural bodybuilding especially, is such a healthy thing, and it's such a healthy and positive thing. The people involved in the sport are wonderful. Most of my close friends I met through bodybuilding. Most of my business acquaintance I've either met through training or bodybuilding. So those are out there that are young people that are in the sport you know, because I have people ask me all the time, how could you do that for 35 years? How could you do it for so long? It's, you know, because I love it. You know, and actually, yeah, it's, it's been 38 years. I love it, and it's been very good to me. So those people, I just want to leave on a positive note. If you're just getting or started in the sport or if you're in the middle of your career, like my son said something last year to me. He told some of his friends, if you want to change your life, Get involved in natural bodybuilding. And, to, yes. you know, I, ne- I never asked my son to compete. I never pushed him towards to compete. And when he came to me as Kaylin and said he wanted to compete, I looked at him. I say, are you sure? Yep. Do you know what you're getting yourself into? And, and, and I think if anybody knew it was him, he growed up with it his whole life. So to see where he's at in the sport now, it, you know, he just became a certified judge. You know, his placings at the Yorton, you know, his placings at the IPE Worlds, winning the Pro International, no one could be prouder and happier to see someone in the sport and, and, and thriving in it like this. So I know the effect that the sport can have on people's lives. So please, I'm just asking people, stay positive, stay up. We'll get through this yes. together. The, the sport isn't going anywhere. It's going to be here. It's going to be here for pay. When I'm gone, there's going to be other people that's carrying the sport on just like just like it is now. When I look at the young crop of bodybuilders now that's in their 20, you know, 20s and early 30s, and then I look at people like yourself, Kaylin, who are 40, who have for the whole time of 40 to 50 to get better, I know that the, the sport is in great hands. So just stay positive, Amen. stay up. And uh, you know we'll get through this together. You know we'll we'll make it through this year, and we'll and, and we'll we'll see the other side of it. But uh, be supportive if you're in an area that has a show. Go out, support the athletes. You know, buy a ticket, support the athletes, support the promoter, and uh, most of all, support the sport. Encourage yes. people. You know. So that, that I just wanted to kind of say those things in closing and say how thankful I am for you all having me on 
and just promoting the sport of natural bodybuilding. It's so important that we keep pushing this sport yes, forward and we, and we stay positive. So I wanted to thank you all for being the gracious host that you've been and giving me a chance and opportunity to speak to all the fans and the athletes and the people that are out there. And Always a pleasure, brother. I am for the, my pleasure. It's all my pleasure. Always a pleasure. It's okay. a definite pleasure. Thanks, Keith. Thanks so much. You're brother. very welcome. Have a blessed rest right. of your day. So now, you know, I, I, I love so what much, I love so what much energy there. But I, there's one point. There's one point I just want to add. You know, natural bodybuilding. It's almost like a slogan because the life you save might be your own. All right, Dad. What's up? And the energy continues. I don't even know if I can top that after that because that is, I mean, that that could be a slogan. The life that you save just might be your own. And it has saved a lot of people, a lot of people when they keep it in perspective and health is top of their goal list. It's definitely done that. What was it? um, Oh, my gosh. I guess a couple of weeks ago, maybe not a couple, a week and a half and it's going to come to me, but his name is escaping me right now. I can picture him, but I can't think of his name. But he said, he said, don't break up make bodybuilders. <laughs> they definitely do. It's definitely something that oh, people turn to. From St. Louis. With, uh, Anderson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Officer Ron. Officer Ron. Yes. That Officer was Ron, it. yes. Officer Ron, and I'm going to think of his last name here in a minute, but it's true. It's Anderson. something that people turn to. Ron Anderson, that's it. That's it. See, teamwork that's makes the dream work. Um, yes, it does. It is something that people turn to when they are at a crossroads in their life, and uh, and a lot of times it's a very positive outlet for them, so that is great. Um All right, guys, so we had a lot of great information from our guests. Uh, Keith Hunter, a lot of good perspective there across the board. So he was definitely able to give us some insights about the NANBF and the IPE. We have some additional organizations here that we have some information from. It's by no means probably exhaustive, but it will help uh, give some perspective across the board. Um, The next update I want to share is from Todd Rogers, the GBO. Now, GBO is a newer um, organization. We've had them on the show, them, (laughs) multiple representatives of the GPO, GBO, the Global (laughs) Bodybuilding Orcs over there, out of Texas. I believe uh, Bob Johnson is is leading that charge. But... um, um, See, now I've lost track trying to be silly here. But Todd Rogers, who was part of them, part of them who was on the show to introduce the GBO Naturals to us, he uh, was kind enough to give us some updates. So he promotes the show as well. Um, The Battle of Central Texas was canceled. That's not his show, but uh, the promoter didn't feel in the midst of economical collapse due to the COVID-19 pandemic, he would be able to financially hold the event. So I wanted to share that part because we have Keith's perspective on the financial aspects of it and how promoters are working to hustle and still try to get sponsors and all of that. And so they're working really hard, and they are weighing a lot of information out there. And this particular promoter didn't feel like it was economically feasible 
So he's canceled his show for this year. So there's just a lot of thought going into do we or don't we move forward. It's not as simple as, well, states have opened up, let's do it. I mean, you know, promoters are really weighing the ins and outs of being able to bring their best and um, and provide something worthwhile for the athletes while being able to financially protect themselves as well because they don't make a lot of money. We've talked about this several times in the past before too, but promoters, a lot of times if they feel like they break even, they've had a successful show. A lot of them do it yeah. more so for the past than they do for the dollars. So um, a couple more updates from Todd and the GBO. The Legacy Classic, scheduled for June 20th, has been postponed until September 26th. Um, it says, because we didn't believe we could adhere to the provisions recommended by local government. Um, our new show in Georgia, the Max Muscle Classic, is still scheduled for July 11th, and our championship, the Natural, Natural Atlas, is scheduled for November 13th. So still some late summer and fall shows going on and uh, rescheduling going on because everybody's trying to follow local government mandates. As far as the Legacy Class, um, these are some provisions that are being implemented for that show. And so this leads me to believe here that this is um, a promoter taking the bull by the horns and um, coming up with stipulations, or I guess I shouldn't say stipulations, new protocol for this particular yes. show. But uh, still hopeful to hear from the organizational head um, to see if there are any more umbrella protocol that they are sharing with all their promoters. But this is what is happening at the Legacy Classic. They're going to reduce general admission seats sold based on venue capacity. There's a 500-seat capacity, so they're going to cap ticket sales at 300. So I don't know if they can still, you know, keep the six-foot rule in place, if that's even still something they need to worry about. But they are going to cap the number of tickets sold. They're limiting backstage access and the sale of backstage passes. They're going to cap amateur registration based on venue capacity. So there will be fewer opportunities to, uh, to compete. Um, only accept 15 letters of commitment for each pro class. So they're also limiting the number of pros that they're going to allow in their show as well. And they're going to extend upcoming membership expirations to accommodate for postponed shows. So the GBO, we are ready to get back to business, but our main priority is the safety of our competitors and those who support them. So my, um, my uh, glass ball may have been kind of cloudy because some of these um, new provisions sound like they are organization-based widely, and some of them sound like they could be based just on the particular location. might be a blend of both. Mm -hmm. We need to get a little more complication there, but definitely some thought going on. Definitely a lot of thought going on there, but what we're seeing is um, reduced number of fans and reduced number of athletes. I mean Aww. that's the that's the long and the short of what I've got what Maybe I'm taking beat. away from the GBO. Yep, for sure. Now the NGA, let's see, some of their protocol. Now this protocol I believe they already had in place, but the promoters have to let the organization know if they are having a show three months prior to the show. And because states guidelines are varying, the NGA is looking then to 
review what a state's requirements are for a given show and then counsel their promoters based on those requirements. So example, uh, PA, the government there says there will be no large gatherings even after the state is open. So as you can see there that I'm not sure what that means, if they're going to have to maybe do a virtual show like Keith was talking about and not have any guests in the audience, if they're going to have to limit the number of athletes. But the NGA is taking it on a state-by-state basis once their promoters notify them that they are looking to continue to hold a show. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, Martin Drake with the AAU Um, shared with us some things going on there, and uh, Martin has shared, we have come up with 31 different items that we will employ in AAU strength sports based on which phase we are in. Since we mostly use hotel casinos, they are handling most of the issues for us. So they are looking to the venues to dictate what they can and cannot do from a competition standpoint. I'm not going to read all 31 of the protocol that have been listed here, but we'll share a couple with you just to give you a flavor for what they are dealing with. It says, in our larger events, we will add additional time per day in order to run as many events classes in series versus parallel. So where Keith was talking about that the NAMBF and IPE have transitioned to um, a continuous running show, these uh, promoters at the AAU are actually making their shows longer so they can accommodate um, what they need to do to uh, safely work with their athletes. Officials will be spaced further from the platform. Today's rules already have the officials spaced well from each other. Um, All major venues have either dedicated restrooms in the venue, which will be used only by athletes, or nearby restrooms that can be dedicated to the athletes and in some cases spectators, which you already saw a little bit of that before COVID-19, but that stands to reason. Um, They will be even more vigilant about that. Access to the warm-up rule is already limited to only the athletes. I think they meant room, but limited to only the athletes competing in a specific flight and, in some cases, a single coach. This will be strictly enforced. Rules will be temporarily modified to allow the use of certain style gloves. I think that's more for powerlifting than bodybuilding, but maybe that also Mm -hmm. applies to warming up with weights. Uh, Gym bags will be limited in the venue, and as most gear apparel can be easily carried in, seating will be spaced to match the state spacing guidelines at the time. For bodybuilding and fitness, we will have the athletes do as much prep in their hotel rooms to allow for fewer people backstage. I think that's something that um, we are going to see more and more of, and I'm interested to see how they handle the expediters if they are requiring athletes to do more prep in their hotel rooms and then come down to the stage right when they need to go onto stage or how exactly they're going to handle that. But that will require more expediters or some form of communicating seamlessly with athletes, whether it's, you know, expediters are giving a, um, a text list 
of everybody's cell phone and the athletes just have to be responsible for keeping an eye on their phone and they're texting them. Um, if there's a master cell phone that puts in, you know, group distribution groups, and then that way they can have the physique, you know, messaging group and the bikini messaging group, and they just message those people all at once, and they're like, come down now or come down in five minutes or, you know, something like that. Um, they will provide courtesy thermal body readings. That is interesting to me. I don't know how they're That's providing that what equipment they're using or what the cost of that is, but I find that very interesting. Where possible, entrances and exits will be separated. Spectators will be limited to the state regulations at the time. Vendor booths will will be limited, (laughs) and access to the same will be serial. Masks and other PPE will be allowed and will be enforced based on state requirements of the time. So, again, a lot of these uh, protocol are all um, dependent on the state requirement at the time. And it Mm -hmm. says the event promoter may adjust the entry fee to reflect the additional costs associated with safety issues and government guidelines. So while Keith has said he's not passing along any extra costs on his shows, the AAU um, is not tying its promoter's hands and saying you can't pass along the extra costs, but they're saying, hey, if you need to do that, then you may do as you see fit based on safety issues and government guidelines. Oh, we can't forget this one. Hand sanitizer dispenser shall be strategically placed around the venues, including the entry and exit doors. And so those are the um, updates we have received thus far. Um, I'm sure we will hear from a couple of more organizations as time goes on, and we will share that information with you as we get those. Still waiting to hear from the uh, INBA, PNBA, and uh, the OCB. And if there are any other organizations that we haven't already shared with or you didn't hear me just reference that I'm waiting to hear from and you're curious, let us know and we will do our best to reach out and ask those organizations the same questions we asked everybody else. And that is, what protocols do you have in place going forward for competitions in the aftermath of COVID-19? What you going to do for your people? so um you know so you know we were under the impression that these conversations weren't really happening but indeed they were they just haven't been communicated widely and i know that i'm on the mailing list for virtually every organization i shouldn't say every but several of the organizations that we deal with on a regular basis and uh i have not or I've ignored it. So if you sent it to me and I didn't pay attention to me, attention, uh, pay attention to it. That's on me. So I don't feel like I've received, um, other than keep your eye on calendars for show cancellations, be safe, stay home. We're all in this together. Yada yada yada. I haven't seen anything in particular talking about processes moving forward. Um, we got a message here from Carla. Ah. I don't know, Kaylin, have you seen anything like that? No. Am I just being just, oblivious? Uh, early on, okay. that with the ones being uh, canceled, 
but nothing as far as preparation for the forthcoming shows, not just basically the ones that weren't going to happen. Yep. Okay, there we go. So as we said, you know, if the organization heads aren't communicating and it's happening on a state-by-state basis and maybe they're not communicating because it's happening on a state-by-state basis, they're working behind Mm -hmm. the scenes with the promoters, the promoters really are going to have to become good communicators. And at a minimum, I think the state head should at least say, we are working with our promoters behind the scenes. So, (laughs) like Keith said, call them to know what you need to be doing in your area for a given show. And that's probably the easiest and most efficient and most accurate way to handle it. Um, Carla says, the athletes are going to have to be really patient and understanding during this year. I hope their egos can stay in check during all of the stress. You hit it, sister. I hope so, too. I hope I can keep my ego in check in the midst of all of this stress. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I've said it before and I'll say it again, good communication and even over-communication can help take some of the sting out of those egos by just take keeping people informed of what's happening and when it's happening and how it's going to happen. And there you go. And there you I go. tell you what. I tell you what. That's the perfect way to end the show. So, right? hey. Hello? What did you say? I said that's the perfect way to end the show. <laughs> well, no, the perfect way to end the show will be a snickerdoodle shout out. Well, because if you think about it, if everybody is healthy and fit, then snickerdoodle has to be a part of their diets. <laughs> or chocolate way. Because you know it's hashtag oh, chocolate way for the win. Here we go. <laughs> so on behalf of all of the organization heads and promoters out there hustling and hustling to uh, still provide a good experience or any kind of experience at all for the athletes, all the healthy and fit people out there that are using their snickerdoodle and chocolate way, P for P muscle yes. protein. And on behalf of Kaylin and I and the boys at P4P Muscle, your body is a temple, so let's build it. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.